The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Benjamin Shapiro, and I'm the executive producer of the Voices of Search podcast. And today we've got a special episode for you, which is going to be guest hosted by our friend Tyson Stockton, who is the co-founder and educational partner at Previsible, which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps support enterprise businesses scale organic search traffic and educate their organizations. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's an episode of the Voices of Search podcast, guest hosted by Tyson Stockton from Previsible. Hey, my name is Tyson Stockton from Previsible.io, and this week we're discussing local SEO. Joining me is Carl Kleinschmidt, who is the VP of SEO Strategy at Local SEO Guide. Local SEO Guide is a 100% SEO-focused consultancy obsessed with positive SEO results and taking care of the humans that are our clients and fellow team members. Yesterday, Carl and I talked about local versus national intent, and today we're continuing the conversation by diving into city-specific pages. All right, here's my conversation with Carl Kleinschmidt, the VP of SEO Strategy at Local SEO. Carl, welcome back. Day two. How are you doing? Pretty good. Excited to talk more about local SEO. Yeah. So we kind of touched on it. One of the recommendations you gave yesterday was creating city-specific pages. Let's dive into that a bit farther. And what 
I guess, more foundational elements or recommendations do you have um, on approaching city-specific pages? So the biggest decision that you need to make is, are you trying to rank with a search page or a listing page? And so for someone like Yelp, right? If I'm searching for pizza, the intent most likely is going to be, I want a list of pizza makers. But if I'm searching for Dave's pizza place, then I want their listing page. And so whenever you're looking at keywords, look at what is the intent of that keyword? Is it like a list of locations or is it an individual location? And if you're a multi-location where you don't or you don't want to feature your competition, what you can do is you can create basically city-specific content pieces then link to your listing page, right? Like if the intent is like heavily focused around content, but still city-specific, you might want to create fake search pages that are just content with an individual listing or list nearby listings because you only have one location in that city. And... The traditional format is state pages, city pages, listing pages, right? State pages link to all the city pages, cities link to the listings, state pages also link to the listings, depending on how many listings you have and how many cities. You don't want to have too many links, but that is the, at a high level, that is the structure. Unless you have a very specific reason, I wouldn't move away from that structure. And I would have, search pages per category plus city, right? So once again, if we use the pizza example right, or food in general, right? You have a search page of Asian food and then you have pizza places and so on. And then you have separate search pages for that per city. And that is at a very high level, that is the structure for what you want to do. And on kind of that that structure from the state, city listing. I've encountered before some people that didn't want to have that additional layer of state is, I mean, one, how would you respond back to maybe push back on creating a state page where it's like they don't think that they're going to get traffic for it? They're not, that's not applicable. They don't want to add another kind of like layer to it. What justification do you give? Like, I mean, obviously you have the play of kind of the overall structure of the site, the linking, then you can exist within it. Are there additional kind of benefits or ammunition that you'd have to make the case for adding that state layer in the overall structure of the site? So the big thing is the crawl path, right? If you only have five city pages for one category, then you probably don't need to create state pages. But you want to avoid that on the category page, you have, I don't know, in the entire United States, there's thousands of cities. And if you want to rank in every single one of those cities, you would need to, on your pizza category page, link to every single city. Otherwise, there's no crawl path to those cities. Or you can create 50 additional pages one for each state, and you're dividing the amount of city pages that you need to link to per page by 50, right? That's a huge improvement. And even if you don't think the state pages are going to rank, at least create them from a crawl path and bread 
breadcrumb perspective. So it makes Google's job a lot easier instead of having to go through a list of a thousand pages, a thousand links of cities. Absolutely. And so far, so we have we have our structure. We added the state page layer within it. We have the benefits to the crawl path, make them a little easier on Google's side, also additional linking opportunities from that. When it comes to the actual city pages, in terms of structure of the page, content, I mean, yesterday we touched on a little bit having name, address, and those elements like within the page with schema markup. What other best practices exist to ensure that a city page is going to perform well? Adding a little bit of category-specific content, add as much as you feel like you can uniquely generate, right? Like Zillow is an amazing example. If you ever look at the city pages for Zillow, they have all this city-specific content around average cost of houses, all the zip codes, all that really rich content. If you have access to generating that content, great. If you have an army of content writers to write city-specific content, great. Don't write duplicate. Don't put just duplicate content on each one. It is worth it to at least make it dynamic to include the city and any sort of city-specific content you can have, right? There are databases of zip codes. There are databases of neighborhoods. At least make it as dynamic as possible and city-specific as possible. Yeah, I think that is... And the more you can write about the category without making it duplicative among other categories or among other cities, the better your ranking is going to be. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And that's a kind of a little bit of a slippery, slippery slope, like so to speak, in the sense of you're balancing kind of like what assets you have to play with at scale to then how much you can add onto these page or how robust the individual pages can be without being duplicative. What's kind of like your measurement of making that balance? Like if you have someone that may not have 
the breadth of data to tap into like a Zillow, how does someone like that kind of balance both like avoiding duplication as well as offering something unique to the page? What I have found is if you don't have the content to make each city page unique, you're probably creating too many city pages. That is a big thing to think about is what is the limit of population and content that you need to generate a new city page? So for instance, we had a client where they a lot of their search pages were very similar. And so what we ended up doing is going in and checking how similar are the results on each city page by having them send us the listings that they were showing on each one and saying like, oh, for these 20, you don't need to go... You can remove these 20 city pages because they are close to identical. And then we took the additional step of seeing, will Google actually rank these pages? And I'm sure everyone has experienced it where you search somewhere and then it shows you the results for the entire city that you're in. And so if that happens, do you need a neighborhood-specific page if Google is going to show the entire city anyway. So that's definitely something to consider is you're going to increase your chances of ranking the fewer city pages you have, but for every city page you have, you tap a new market. And so finding that perfect balance is something that you should consistently consider. Every time you have more unique content, you can gen- like loosen your requirements for a new city page. It's a great recommendation. How about in the sense of the content on the page? And I've seen some websites that will have unique content to these city or we can even say state pages that is unique because it's about the location, but it's not necessarily specific to the topic of the page. And so like, obviously within talking like the Zillow, we have like, you know, zip codes, things like that, that can have obviously a relationship to housing and things like that. But let's say that someone's putting the history of a specific city on a page and the page isn't really about the history, but it is unique in the sense that it's talking the page. Like, have you seen that? Have you seen it work? Is it just pointless? I mean... It is, I guess, somewhat in this vein of, you know, Google's recent update release of helpful content, kind of in that category, so to speak. I'm sure we know that we haven't seen the massive impacts on that front yet. But for that generic but unique content, what's your perspective on it? I would be very careful with it, especially if you're doing it city specific and not... I would much rather have category generic content than city generic content, because at least you're writing something that is about the category, right? And that's, you're not trying to rank when someone searches that city, you're trying to rank when someone searches that category and are in that city. And so unless the city is actually part of the search query, like history of, or can't think of many other examples, but I would always go category, and then make it unique to the city by like, so for instance, even if you have something as simple as like, I don't know, like if you're selling shoes, you can pull up, for instance, 
the gender distribution of that city and being like, hey, in this city, there are 54% women and 46% men. Men are more likely to buy these shoes. Women are more likely to buy these shoes. And you're you're creating content for the, the category of shoes while still being location specific and unique. So trying to come up with those kind of ideas is the best way, but I would always lean towards category generic instead, or yeah, while still unique versus city generic, but unique. Great point. What other kind of final recommendations would you have out there for those that are interested in improving or creating city-specific pages? The thing that has blown me away over the last few months, which I wouldn't think had this much impact, is on the listing pages listing services and then linking to a national page. So for instance, if you offer an individual service, do I would recommend against, unless you have a ton of great unique content, writing a location or even yeah, location-specific version of each of their services. Right? Like if you offer tax services and accounting services in hundreds of cities, do not create a service page for accounting for every city. Create one high-quality content page about accounting, and then every single location lists that service offered. And there's actually even schema for services offered, and you can claim credit for that service and then link to that page. That has had a ton of impact from what I've seen, both for the location and that national piece of content. And so that has been, that's a strong recommendation that I would make. And then breadcrumbs are always important. So like Google fully understands it. And reviews, make sure it's your own reviews. Do not use other people's reviews. If you don't have your own reviews, make sure Google doesn't see the reviews you're featuring especially if you're featuring Google Maps reviews. I've seen that recently where people basically just pull in the Google Maps reviews and then feature them and let Google crawl them. And then Google says no. And gives. I've seen those that review schema. So I would strongly against that, recommend against that. Use your own reviews or don't put reviews in the markup. Excellent. Saving uh, quite a bit for uh, the last shot there. I mean, those are all, I think, spot on and really good recommendations. I mean, we hit a lot in this episode and we touched on from a website structure perspective, the benefits of adding in the layer of the state pages, assuming you have the profit volume. We talked about the type of content and the balance between unique and kind of location specific content for these pages. And then you dropped some really good recommendations toward the end here where we talked about unique reviews using the schema breadcrumb. And personally, my favorite one where you're giving the recommendation to have one solid service page that's national and then linking to that from the others instead of having a very duplicative, repetitive service on all the pages, which I think that one is oftentimes forgotten. But thanks again for joining us. And that wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. 
Thanks to Carl Kleinschmidt, VP of SEO Strategy at Local SEO Guide for joining us. Okay. Thanks to Tyson Stockton, our guest host. If you'd like to get in touch with Tyson, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Tyson underscore Stockton. Or if your team is interested in SEO consulting or organizational education, you can always head to their company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. 